This week on the John Ankerberg Show, how many languages do you think are spoken in the world? The answer is 7,140 languages. Does it surprise you that 4,000 of the world's languages have no Bibles in their language? But without Bibles, how can Christians obey Jesus' command to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? And without Bibles, how can pastors teach their congregation? Today, my guest is Morgan Jackson, director of Faith Comes by Hearing, who will tell us how all the Bible translators have set a goal to translate the Bible into the 4,000 remaining languages by 2033. But how can they accomplish this when it usually takes one missionary translator 30 to 40 years to translate one unknown language? Today, you will find out on this special edition of The John Ankerberg Show. Welcome to our program. I'm John Ankerberg, and my guest today is Morgan Jackson, the director of Faith Comes By Hearing. He's working with over a million national churches overseas. And today, I want to start with a story. When I was uh, a teenager, my father took me to Ethiopia. You can see a little bit of it in the back here. Ethiopia has 70% of the mountains in Africa are in the country of Ethiopia. And I found that out walking around <laughs> there. One day, a missionary dropped me off at a village and he said, this uh, whole village, they have uh, never heard anything of, of the Word of God. They've never heard the gospel. And I want you to speak to them. I was 17. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. They've never even heard about Jesus. They, they don't even know what a Bible is. And I said, you're going to interpret, right? He said, yeah, I'll interpret. That's all you've got. So I started to talk, and out here you can see the stars in the sky at night. Who made those? God. And that God that made those stars loves you. And he sent his son to die on the cross and pay for your sins. Gave just a simple message like that to the people, and they kind of understood because they could see from nature, they could see the stars. There was no other lights out there that they could see. And uh, afterwards, I was with the missionary, and a man came up and said, he says, I've invited Jesus to come into my life, and I would like to have a Bible to know how to follow him. So I looked at the missionary, and the missionary turned to him and he said, Sir, I'm sorry, but we will never have a Bible in your language in your lifetime. Uh. And I thought, I can't believe that. What's going on here? This can't be true. How's a guy supposed to live? How's he going to know about all the things that are in the Word of God? How could you ever start a church? What would you preach? He had no Bible. Then I found out there's 7,140 languages in the world, and when we first started this about six years ago, there was over 4,000 languages that had no Bible in their language. And this man is unique, because he came along in my life, and uh, he knows how to take the Bible translations and put them into audio form, because so much of the world is illiterate. And now he's working with these 4,000 languages that still need a Bible, and he's come up with a new way of doing it, 
and they've set a goal, if you can believe this, by 2033, they're expecting to have all the rest of the 4,000 in audio form for the whole world. Morgan, tell us what's happened since I was in Ethiopia. Something's changed. What's happened? Well, we're living in a time of the greatest revival in the history of the world, and nobody's really aware. And part of that is because of the Bible translation movement. The Bible societies, American Bible Society funding 147 national Bible societies, Wycliffe Bible Translators, Pioneer Bible Translators, Seed Company. These organizations have been translating the Bible in large numbers. And so now we have almost 2,600 languages that have at least a New Testament translated. Now the problem was 70% of the world is oral and 50% of the world is illiterate, functionally illiterate. In most language groups, 100% of the people are illiterate in their language. So Wycliffe in the Bible societies 30-some years ago came to Faith Comes by Hearing and said, we're sending out Bibles and they come back without pages. And when we say, where are the pages? They say, well, Pastor, we can't read. You told us that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. We can't read it. So we just tear a page out of the Bible every day, put it in the soup, and we eat it. Nigeria, they do four Bibles when they do a house. They can't read it, but they put it in the cement. So what we started doing is sending teams out to these areas, and they would then gather 25 voices, and they would record with the missionary, with the Wycliffe Translator Bible Society, word for word, in a drama using 180 voice parts, the Audio New Testament. And then we would put it on something like this, which is a proclaimer. It's made out of the same material you made a football helmet out of. Africans love it because they say it drinks the sun. The batteries recharge 3,000 times. It's loud enough that over 1,000 people can hear so the whole village can gather. You always have sun, but if you don't, you can crank it to charge it. So this device and our drama recordings, we now have 1,700. But the fact that they had done so many languages, languages are in clusters. So if you look at Latin, Spanish, French, Portuguese, Italian, all of them come from the same base. So we started saying, how do we reach these last languages? Wycliffe had looked at all of the numbers and said it was going to be 150 years before we completed the task. And everybody agreed that was unacceptable. Well, as we got so many languages, and as all of the audio came out, actually Seed Company and Wycliffe and Pioneer Bible Translators said, okay, we're always going from text to text. But all the last language groups, the last 4,000 are oral. They have no written form. And even when we're done translating it and we give them the Bible, only five people, only 20 people will be literate in their language because their language is not the language of education. And so they're never going to learn to read their language. So they came to us and said, you have all these languages. Why can't we just do oral to oral? And we're like, we didn't know that you would think that would be allowed. And they said, that's the only way we see this is possible, but you need to do it. Meaning we needed to raise the funds for it and we needed to control it. Because they said, if we do it, we will make it so complicated, it'll never get done. But we will come month by month by month and we will work with you because it has to be an accurate translation. So we spent some $6 million creating the software. Now, to create simple software is expensive. So the software is so easy because it's color-based and image-based so that a completely illiterate person, 
which is my grandchildren, right? You, you've seen your grandchildren with your iPad or iPhone or something, and they're just flipping through. You can't read a word, right? They go everywhere. Exactly that way. So within a day, we can train somebody to use this touch. Let's use as an example. Let's go to Zambia. Okay. We've got over 19.6 million people in Zambia, and there's a tribe there that didn't have a language. So let's use them as an example. How in the world did you get the Bible into their language? Now, see, this is the exciting thing, because they're exactly like the person you were talking about in Ethiopia. Right. Reverend Katete was telling us 120,000 of his people, illiterate. The only language they have a Bible in is Turkana and Bemba, and they don't speak those languages. 50 churches, so only 5% Christian. They hear about oral Bible, that faith comes by hearing is training. So they went, oh, we want to do this. So they came. Now the concept's new, but when Reverend Katete heard it, he just went, this is what we need. All of our people are oral. Can, can you do this with us? And then a week later, the funds were transferred in the bank for them to hire the people. Now, they had never thought it was possible. But now money is there. Now the work has begun. The churches were always divided, but they all came together as we then trained them. So we sent a trainer back, trained them in the oral Bible. So this you, is number one. What's the process? Number one. Number one is you've got the software. So we train them how to use the software. And we train them on how to do oral Bible. Now, the process of oral Bible is we put three or four languages that they speak. All of the small minority language groups, the majority of the people are single language speakers, but just like Capete got in school, so he learned English. He speaks English fluently. He also speaks Bimba, which is the national language. There's a whole group of people because they're Christians speak Turkana because that's the only language of the church. So there's three other languages that we have audio Bibles on, English, Bemba, Turkana. So we put those on the Proclaimer. We get a group of ten, two different teams, and what they do is then they push the button on this, which is color-coded, that's what you have to do first, and they listen to the Scripture in Bemba. So these groups are the ones that have two mother tongues. They've been married with a Turkana, they've gone to school, they listen to it in English, they say, how would we say that in our language? They listen to it in Turkana, hmm, listen to it in Bemba, and they talk about how would we do it. Now they will internalize it. Once they've talked about it, they'll internalize. They may make rocks, and they'll color them, so this is Peter, this is James, this is John. They're telling a biblical story. Right. This is Jesus. And so as they lay out the rocks, they will then act out the story. Then they will oftentimes take white paper, and they'll draw. So you have a temple, and you have a box, and then you have the people with large sums of money dropping in the box. Then you have a widow, and she's got two pennies. Then you've got Jesus. Then you've got the twelve disciples. And they literally draw out the story. Then when they're ready and they believe they've got it, one of them, the best storyteller, will put a mic on, push a button, and they'll record this to the software, to the device. And then they'll play it back and they'll listen, and they'll go, oh, no, 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 that's a bimbo word. That's not our single word. Oh, this is that wrong. Oh, we did that. And they'll do it over and over and over, 15 times. Now, our team in the United States, in Albuquerque, there may be 15,000 files by the time they're done. Our team is passing those files back and forth. And when they listen again, all of the best are put together, and they can hear it seamlessly. When they think they've got it done, they then transfer it to the other team, who then listens to the Bimba, listens to this, 
And then they'll say, mm, you made a mistake there or you did, and they'll pass it back. But they make the notes orally. So they hear it. Okay, we made that mistake. They re-record it. The team re-looks it. Now they say it's done. Now they take that recording, and this is what I love. This is terrific. Is they have to do community check. What so is the, a community check? The community check is in this area, the seven chiefdoms. The seven chiefs have assigned an expert in their language from the region. Yeah, so this is the language that you're trying to actually put the Bible mm -hmm. in. And for your guides here is when you get done trying to come up with a translation, now you bring it to the actual people. You get the seven chiefs and they bring out the smartest people in their community and you try out what you guys have put together you, you with them to see if they agree. What happens? So what happens is, is now we're doing Luke first. Yeah. So you're getting one chapter of the, at a time of Luke. So the seven chiefdoms come together, these guys, and they listen over and over and they agree. Now the translators are there to see if the meaning is actually correct. And when they have any changes or an agreement, they then bring it back to change. Now one of the communities we were in, you know, they're out listening, doing this. They were listening to the story of John the Baptist. And the story is, you know, John the Baptist came neither eating or drinking in this section. And, and so they're community checking, how did that work? And the person is saying, oh, Oh, John is such a powerful warlock. And everybody's like, what do you mean warlock? And they go, well, he came eating or drinking nothing. We have warlocks. And so at night, they release their spirit. And if they hate somebody and they're powerful enough, they'll eat that person's soul. And the next morning, that person will die over the next week. But they're not hungry because they've been eating a soul all night. And John came eating or drinking nothing. So he must have been eating so many souls. What a powerful warlock. And you're like, whoa, whoa that's translation is yeah. accurate, but meaning is wrong. So they then bring that back. The consultant says, change it to fasting. They change it to fasting and it works. So now in the Singa community, they have Luke. They have Acts. In nine months, they had Luke. So it used to take 25 to 45 years before you had scripture. Right. Now in nine months, they have the whole gospel of Luke. Six months later, they had Acts. A year later, they have Genesis. Now what's happening is all the churches are in unity. And the people are just filling the churches because the people are hearing Singa. They said before God came as a stranger. He was a stranger. He came, he spoke another language and he left. Now they say God lives among us. And they use this interesting term. Reverend Katetu was telling us that listening to the Singa is umbilical. And I was like, what? He says it's umbilical. When you hear it, it enters into you as from your mother. You cannot separate the Word of God from any part. So, you know, we say the Scriptures is sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing line of soul and spirit, joints and marrows, thoughts and intents. Well, what he's saying is once it gets inside, people can't get it out because it was in Singa. So at night they're restless, they can't sleep because the Word of God is in them and it is talking to them over and over and over again. Yeah, and let me stop right here because even if you had just Luke, Acts, and Genesis, think how much information you would have. You would have the Gospel plainly. You'd have Jesus dying on the cross, paying for our sins. You would have how God created the world. All of that just in three books, and you'd have it in a short time. You'd have it in audio form, which is the only thing that they can understand anyway. And so the gospel is already taking off just with three books. Now, this is where the proclaimer comes in. 
Okay. So we had 50 of them up there because there was 50 churches. And so each one of them has got this, but they're so excited about it. Reverend Katetu said that they went out to these unreached villages. And so they're bringing it into the village. They bang a gong, gong, bang, bang, bang. Every single person in the community comes because this is historic. They've never had anything in their language. This is where our problem, though, is because among the Senga people, you have oh, 120,000 yeah. people. Right off the You bat. have some 1,200 different villages. They average about 100 people. They're farmers. And so when they bring this into the village, they try to play it 30, 40 minutes and leave. And the people would surround his car, and they would refuse to allow them to get in and leave. They until would block they, the way. Until they heard everything. Now, again, it's just Luke initially, so they could play all of Luke. But then the people are like, where are you going? Dem Why are you so, leaving without giving us a proclaimer? <laughs> so Reverend Katetu said, please Morgan, send me more. All of our churches in unity, we now have a, a faith and a hope. And one of the things I love about the way the oral Bible works, right, is it actually works the way the early church worked. We have this idea that they got all 27 books at one time. No, they didn't. Mark was written first. It went. It was passed from church to church. It was not read privately. Nobody could afford it. And people were illiterate. So they heard it. And then Matthew came. And the churches would gather everywhere there was a church. Then Ephesians came. Then Romans came. And at the end, 50 years later, John's letter came. So whenever somebody would get the next letter, they were ready. So among the Senga people, this is how it is. When Genesis has been done, it's just finished, people come back, get a micro SD card, it's updated, they go back. But my problem is people are stealing proclaimers from people because there's not enough. Even pastors are stealing it from other pastors. And so I'm saying, is there, now this is just the Senga. We have over a hundred projects. Now this is the exciting thing. People that sat in darkness, worshiped other gods, had rejected Christ mostly, are now eagerly gathering in villages all throughout Senga language to hear. And all the villages do not have are sending representatives to say, bring it to us. Yeah, you went so fast, I want to slow this down for the people. You just said something. You said, besides Senga, you're working on 100 other projects, which means you're working on 100 other languages the same right way now. that are still waiting for this Bible to come out, but they're getting books of the Bible in their language for the very first time in their life That's they're right. hearing the gospel. There's a sweeping going on. There's 150 some national Bible translations agencies we worked with recording scriptures for. All of them are asking for us to come and train them in oral Bible because they're saying we can do this in the languages we've never been able to do print. Come and train us. And so we're having this explosion. But Illuminations, which is a movement, every tribe, every nation, this movement of all of the top 11 Bible translation agencies, top business people ha are funding it. They are coming to Faith Comes for Hearing and saying, we believe oral Bible is what's going to allow us to hit. They were the ones that created the 2033 objective. We call it Vision 2033, but they came. The translator said, we think we can get scripture in every language, but they were failing. And they say, now working together, they say, if we do oral, it can be done. 2,000 years after the death of Christ, the Great Commission could be fulfilled. And for the first time in the history of the world, Matthew 24, 14 says, the gospel of the kingdom must be preached to every nation, then the end will come. The word nation is ethnos, language, people. Now, I want to go back to it, John, real quick. I need these. 
we have an anonymous donor. So if one of your donors will give $500 to fund a proclaimer, they will match device for device. They'll match a proclaimer. Now this weekend I was with some friends who made the introduction to you and I. And as we were talking, they agreed. They said, okay, so you have a match for one. We'll match another. And I'm like, are you sure? And they said, yes, we will provide a third. So if somebody will give to fund one, we have an anonymous donor that will fund a second, and our friends will fund a third. So what that means is three villages. Now those three villages will share it with others, will hear the Word of God, and at least 300 people who had never heard the Word of God in Senga or one of the other hundred languages we're working in will receive God's Word. And so I need, I need help. Yes. <laughs> What we've got is we've got a lot of foundations that have given you uh, money for computers, for the software to amass these languages. What they haven't given you money for is once you get the thing made, once you get the language actually made, they haven't given you money for the audio proclaimers. Yeah, what's amazing is the cost to do these type translations. I mean, it's growing so fast. I'm looking at it going, how in the world are we going to raise the funds? Well, Illuminations, these business people and stuff are coming in and say, we've got the money. We'll raise, we'll provide the funds run, but we, we feel God is telling us to do the translation, not the devices. And so I'm like, John, yeah. <laughs> And I'm saying to you folks out there, this is where you come in. If you want to reach a whole village that has never heard the gospel, this is your chance. One audio proclaimer will reach a whole village. All right, and they'll start with the, the books of the Bible and then they keep on amassing all of the books. But I'm saying, if you were in one of those villages and you'd never heard the gospel before, would you want one of these? If you say yes, you can provide that and we've got these special donors. This is very, very special and I'm very thankful for them. They're very generous, but you can have your gift matched and it'll reach a whole ton of people. So I'm saying, will you help us? And uh, I thank you for joining us today. I hope that you understood what Morgan said because this is, this is revolutionary. This is historic. This is going to get us the Bible in every language by 2033. And we need your help. Now, again, thanks for joining us today and stay with me because I've got a personal word for you in just a minute. Stay tuned. John will be right back. Thanks for joining me today. Right now, there are over 100 Bible translation projects going on to translate the 4,000 remaining languages that have no Bible in the world. This is being done so people can hear how God sent Jesus to earth to die and pay for their sins and how they can know him personally. You know, many Christians in different countries who are trying to reach their own people are requesting that we provide them audio Bibles. And today, we have two very generous donors who greatly care about providing audio Bibles to the millions of people in the countries of the world who have no Bible in their own language. They have both promised to match every audio Bible God leads you to give today. And here's how it will work. If you give a gift of $500 for one audio proclaimer today, a special donor will match your gift by adding one more audio proclaimer for a total of two audio proclaimers. Then another special donor will add one more audio proclaimer to your gift 
making it a total of three audio proclaimers you will be providing. And then if you give a gift of $1,000 for two audio proclaimers, your gift will be matched by our two donors, so you'll really be giving six audio proclaimers. And if you give a gift of $2,000 for four audio proclaimers, your gift will be matched by both of our donors, and you'll be giving 12 audio proclaimers. Now, I hope that many of you will consider giving a larger gift for more audio proclaimers because no matter how many audio proclaimers you give, our two special donors will match them. Then, if you can only give a gift of $30 for one micro SD card, your gift will be matched by both donors and you can provide three micro SD cards for people who can insert them into any cell phone they have, even if they are not connected to the internet. It will immediately let them hear the whole New Testament in their own language and allow them to watch the Jesus film. If you can give a gift of $60, your gift will be matched by both donors and you can provide six micro SD cards. Then third, if you want to provide one micro SD card and one Bible stick for a gift of $100, your gift will be matched by both donors and you'll provide three micro SD cards and three Bible sticks. Now, Bible sticks are personal digital players that are battery powered and come loaded with an audio Bible and earphones so that people can listen to the Bible privately. Both the micro SD cards and the Bible sticks are greatly desired. And your gift will also help us present the gospel on TV in needy countries overseas. Then I want to share with you a wonderful gift idea that has eternal value. This season, you may want to consider giving an audio Bible device on behalf of one of your loved ones. If you would like to provide one or more of these audio Bibles, we will send you an honor card that you can personalize and give to your loved ones that explains how an audio Bible was given on their behalf. So if God leads you to provide one, two, three, or even four audio proclaimers to reach people who have never had a Bible in their own language, or you wish to provide three micro SD cards to put in their phones, along with three Bible sticks to listen to the Bible privately, all your gifts will be matched by our two donors. Now, if you live in the United States, would you please call us right now at 1-800-805-3030? That's 1-800-805-3030. And you may call that same number any day this week, 24 hours a day. Or you may give your gift at our website at jashow.org, where we have a secure place for you to give your gift. That's jashow.org. And then if you live in Canada... Would you please call us at 1-866-746-5803? That's 1-866-746-5803. Or you may give your gift at our Canadian website at jashow.ca. That's jashow.ca. And when we receive your gift, we will send you a receipt and a personal thank you. And folks, I believe God will use your gift to win many people to Christ.